It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really amazing show, as always. I'll be introducing my guest shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It's going to be fantastic. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. This past weekend, I had a chance to go to an all-day event and do some networking. If you're not in the habit of attending live events, you really should. Very often, I learn more from the people I meet between the sessions than I do from the speakers. And I've met some of my closest friends by attending live events. You also get to learn about all the cool things they're doing in the world, and it can be a real eye-opener. I was even doing this before I went full-time in my business. Even one idea can be enough to change your life or your business. So if you've not attended a live event before, consider doing that soon. I find that business and entrepreneur-based conferences are the most helpful for me. And keep listening in the coming weeks because soon I will be announcing a live event in Phoenix that I will be running in November. So please pay attention and stay tuned to that upcoming. With all this in mind, I will introduce my guest My guest this week is Zachary Babcock. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Uh, Zachary is a former drug addict who spent over five years of his life in prison. He grew up in Ferguson, Missouri while being raised by his mother. And after missing the birth of his twin sons, he went back when he was in prison. He made the decision to completely transform his life so that he could be a responsible father. Upon returning home after serving eight months in prison, he was faced with many challenges. The odds of his success were stacked against him, including not being able to find a job to support his family due to his felony record and tattoos. Because there's some employers that have a bias against that. Now he hosts his own show called the Underdog Empowerment Podcast and coaches people to achieve their dreams and to overcome their adversity. He's also the author of the book Prison to Promised Land. We will discuss all of this in earnest today on the show. And with all this in mind, here is my very special guest, Zachary Babcock. Zach, how are you, brother? Brian, what is going on, my man? I'm super excited. Thanks for the opportunity to come here and share with this audience here, man. I'm fired up. I'm fired up too. This is great. It's been a long time coming. So here we are. So I know that your background is very interesting. I alluded to some of that in the bio. Um, we'll spend this whole first segment on, on some of your background. So tell us a little bit about how you all got started and how you got here. Yeah, man, de- definitely. So it's a uh, long story short. Uh, I was just a knucklehead growing up and I really didn't have any of that um, direction in life. I didn't have any chief aim to aspire to. I didn't have any goals and I felt a void. And I also lost my father when I was seven. So I looked up to all the wrong role models growing up and I had this flaw of always wanting to be accepted by other people. And when I wasn't being accepted by other people, um, I, I felt a void in, in my life and that led to depression, to the drug addiction and eventually to prison. I did... Um, Four years flat the first go around. I went in when I was 19, came home when I was 23. Um, I no longer used drugs anymore. I was done with that. I wanted to you know, have a happy and successful life. I was working at a bar and grill because that's the only place I can get a job, 50, 60 hours a week. Well, um, then I got a job at a clothing store because uh, I used to shop there a lot, and I got promoted. 
within my uh, first week there. And after two weeks, they gave me the promotion. And uh, I was super excited. I was stoked. I was like, man, I'm advancing my life. Yes, you know, things are going great. Well, I put in my two weeks at the bar and grill where I had some stability in my life. And two days later, the clothing store uh, called me with uh, human resources on the line and said, hey, Mr. Babcock, you're a convicted felon. Time to kick rocks. And, um, you know, I took that with a grain of salt and I, um, you know, started feeling sorry for myself and became an alcoholic, um, horrible alcoholic, like waking up at 10 a.m. in the morning because I was too obliterated, drunk from the night before Mm -hmm. and drinking all the way to like 12 and 2 in the morning. And that led me to getting a, a DWI. And I went back to prison just 20 days before my twin boys were born. And that was that was a game changer for me. That was like the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. But that's what shifted my view and my direction in life. And I made a I, I made a resolve right there. I said, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to get home and be a responsible father. I didn't even know when I was coming home at the time because I just knew I was going back to prison. It could have been anywhere from six months to a year and a half to when I was done with my sentence. Um, but I just made that resolve. And I, and I got home. couldn't find a job anywhere. Um, I got involved in network marketing at first. That was my first opportunity. I no longer do it, but it was my step into like entrepreneurship, and I'm grateful for the, for the industry because it taught me a lot of things. I did that for two years, was able to produce almost a $2,000 a month income. That's not rich or anything, but for a guy like me, that was a complete game changer at the time, and it taught me a lot about you know building a business, networking, and uh, the things that I was – it, it, it showed more, – more importantly than anything else, it showed me that I still have an opportunity here to uh, create a lifestyle by design. And that uh, eventually after two years, I lost my passion for it because it just wasn't my true calling in life. And I found my true passion now and, um, you know, helping underdog entrepreneurs scale their business to six and seven figures. Yeah, absolutely. So anyone out there who might be going through depression like you did or drug abuse like you did, what advice might you have? The number one, the number one piece of advice is clearly to become clear about exactly what you want from life. You know, if you don't have a chief aim in life, nothing to aspire to, then you're just going to be living through other people's scripts that they write for you. So get crystal clear on exactly what it is that you want out of life. Then number two, um, develop a plan to get there. You know, map out all the milestones or resources that you'll need to get there in the process. Um, and, you know, have a, have a have a solid game plan in place. And then number three is to carry out the game plan and do it. And if the game plan doesn't work, that's okay. You can change your approach. Tony Robbins preaches this. If 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 you try something, you you know, insanity is doing the same things over and over and over and over, expecting mm-hmm. a different result. If you just change up the approach, if it doesn't work a few times, change the game plan, but keep going at it, you're going to make it happen one way or another. So get crystal clear on what it is that you want from life. Yeah. And we will talk about your coaching practice a little later in the show, but I do want to ask, because you have such extensive experience with this, you know, depression, drug abuse, all that, all that type of thing, do you find that a lot of your clients, are you attracting those clients that you are best capable of helping? Yeah. So the, I was at first, but I shifted the whole, um, I realized that my audience is underdog entrepreneurs, you know, mostly five people that are making five figures or less and that are looking to scale to six and seven figures. And now I'm attracting more of I'm attracting those specifically and helping those underdog entrepreneurs get to the six and seven figure mark. Okay, that's fantastic. So let me ask, there was a a tragedy in your family, Uh, your sister. Can we talk about that? Yeah, man, definitely. So when I went to prison the first time, when I went in when I was 19, about two years into it at 21, I went to the hole, which the hole is the, the prison inside of the prison. It's very depressing. There's You have very little to no human interaction. Like if you have a celly, that's about it. 
and um, you know, you get your meals three times a day through a chuck hole, and you're in an eight by ten cell. To give you an idea how big that cell is, you could walk three steps one way, turn around, walk three steps the next, and that's pushing it. You got a bunk and your toilet and sink in there. Well, I was down there and for a tattoo violation, and the guards came and pounded on my door, and I'm like. They're like, Mr. Babcock, cuff up. And I said, for what? You know, I don't uh, – what do you want me for? They're like, Mr. Babcock, cu- cuff up. So I'm thinking – they're telling me I got to go back to the captain's office. And I immediately thought that they are trying to get me to tell on somebody out on the yard for doing something or they they somebody told on me for something that I didn't get in trouble for yet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm 21 at the time and I'm still, you know, wanting to fit in with the crowd and be accepted by everybody and be the bad kid. So they put the handcuffs and the shackles on me and we walk down the hall to the captain's office. He's sitting behind his desk in a white shirt, gold badge, black hat with his arms crossed, sitting behind his desk. And he said, Mr. Babcock, have a seat. And I said, for what? I don't have nothing to say. And he's like, uh, you know, when you come back here, it's nothing good, right? How long have you been locked up? I said, about two years. I, it, it doesn't matter. I don't have nothing to say. And he said, well, Mr. Babcock, we got a phone call over the weekend, and your sister, uh, your mother found your sister uh, dead from a heroin overdose. Wow. Yeah, man. Uh, that was the last thing that I was expecting. And, um, you know, I can't really explain it, like, how I felt, but I just remember, like, my vision blacking out to nothing, and then it coming back and this adrenaline rush just burst through my body and just tears started flooding down my face. Mm. And, um, they said, um, you know, you're going to give you a 30 second phone call to, to my mother, like legit 30 seconds. And I got on the phone with her and she's bawling her eyes out. I'm bawling my, my eyes out. We're telling each other that we love each other. And exactly 30 seconds later, the phone hangs up and, uh, you know, that was, that was, that was just a, a horrible time. And I asked them to put me in the cell by myself I didn't want to, you know, be in there with a cellmate. I just want some time alone. And for the next three days, I didn't even get get out of my bed to eat. I was, you know, trapped in this eight by ten cell, going crazy, like literally just thinking of all the mean things that I've ever did to my sister and all the things that I didn't get to tell her. And um, this was just going through my mind. But on that on that on that third day, though, I woke up and uh, I asked myself, I mean, like, you know, there, there's got to be a reason for me to still be here. I don't know what that reason is, but what can I do right now to make this situation better? How can I feel better about myself and my situation? And, uh, you know, at the time I didn't even know what I was doing, but looking back on it now, I was asking myself empowering questions. You know, when, when you ask yourself, you know, questions or anytime you hear a question, period, it directs your focus. And, um, you know, when, when I started asking myself empowering questions on uh, what I can do to make the situation better, it started to get me to focus on the solution versus, you know, disempowering questions. You're like, why does this always have to happen to me? Why do I always fail? And, you know, that gets you to focus on the problem. So I was asking myself the right questions that got me to focus more on the solutions. And I was able to, you know, find a routine that made me happy and, uh, you know, cleaning up my cell each day, doing workouts that gave me, you know, a peace of mind in a really dark time. You were cleaning your cell every day. Was that a sanity thing for you? I have to do something productive. Yeah, it was, you know, just something to do. And also it made me feel good afterwards because like I, I, I did a deep clean. I won't go through the, whole, through the whole process, but I ripped up one of my towel bathing towels and made a bunch of mini rags that hit the floor, the sink, the toilet, all that swept the f- concrete floor with my bare hands to collect the dust bunnies. It was crazy, man. Wow, that's crazy. We are coming up on our break very shortly. And I'm glad that you asked yourself questions because Tony Robbins talks about how the quality of the questions that we ask ourselves will affect the quality of the life that we that we're living, correct? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. What, what do you think is the most empowering thing you asked yourself during that time? What's the next thing that I can do right now to make this situation better? Because sometimes we overwhelm ourselves with these big, crazy goals. But if you think about the next thing that you can do and you can take action on that, that's how you make true progress. Absolutely. I know we're coming up against our break here very, very shortly. We got 15 seconds. And so we will come right back very, very shortly. And thank you for joining us. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Zachary Babcock. We will talk about his book, Prison to Promised Land, right after the break. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Zachary Babcock, and he is the author of the book Prison to Promised Land. So let me ask you, in your timeline, Zach, when did you decide to write this book and why? Yeah, that's a great question, man. So I was in the middle of network marketing. I was about a year and a half in. I did it for two years when I first came home from prison. And um, I, I started losing my passion for network marketing because it just wasn't my true calling in life. And I was drawn to I, I knew that I was better, better off serving, you know, people coaching them like I was so attracted to that idea. And um, 
I, I, I wanted to share my story. And I was, you know, at first I was scared to share. You know, I used to be a crackhead and a heroin addict and went to uh, prison for over half a decade. You know, I was scared to share that at first because, you know, it was really vulnerable. And I thought, you know, people would look down on me. But finally, a mentor of mine said, you know, when, when, you know, your story is so powerful and can change life. And, and it's your responsibility to share that because it could possibly, you know, help someone, you know, improve the quality of their life. And so I, I wrote it. Uh, it's a funny story. I wrote it um, in the in the summertime. It was in August of 2016, and I wrote it in 30 days. Mm-hmm. Um, was a complete rookie at it. Just just went through it and shared my story and shared at the time, you know, my five principles that helped me turn my life around. Uh, and I and I got it published. Yeah, good. So it's it's not a really long book. It's not War and Peace or anything like that. But the books don't have to be long. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So did you find that this was a therapeutic experience for you? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, and it, it was a, a great – for me, it, it was just a way to um, – to when, when I shared it, it, it was like almost like – I don't want to say the word venting, but it was like it was like kind of just releasing a lot of things that, that were inside. And, and I knew that – so the two things that drive me more than anything, the two values that I place high in my life is – growth and contribution. You know, when I'm doing those two things, I, I feel fulfillment. And I was feeling fulfilled because I knew that this was contributing in a way. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, and you know what, interestingly enough, I mean, I go write books for people. And sometimes people want to write their book because it is therapeutic. It allows them to, it's a cleansing. They, it allows them to just get it out there. And it's more for them than it is for other people. But usually if you're struggling with something, other people are too. So it's not just a purely selfish thing. You, you did this to help other people. So I know I, I asked a question very similar to this earlier, but what advice would you have for someone who's starting over fresh or someone who wants to change their life or do something brand new? Yeah. Like I said, you know, get crystal clear on exactly what it is that you want and then to not overwhelm yourself. Cause I, so everybody that, that I, all my clients that I've helped, they all at one point or another said, I, I just don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed. I got so much to do. I don't know where to start. And the key here is, you know, get crystal clear on your, on your end game goals, but to break them down into the next actionable step that you could do right now. Don't, don't focus on a goal that you can't take action on right now. Like, and what I mean by that, so say you want to make a hundred, a hundred, a hundred thousand dollars a month, monthly income. That's a great goal, but that's a really steep goal, especially if you're starting out, you know, from scratch. So what is the very next step that you could take right now? That will, you know, eventually get you to that 100k month. It might, it might be a small, tiny, little baby step, but what is something that you could do right now that's going to bring you at least one step closer to that goal? Absolutely. And in order to achieve anything significant, you have to control your thoughts because we have a lot of negativity around us. And any at any given moment, we'll have lots and lots of thoughts, but very few of them are very positive. And so you have to really work at that. So, how would you talk about controlling your thoughts? How do you practically do that? Yeah, that so that's huge. And, you know, obviously, you know, you want to fill up your cup with, you know, the right things. You know, what 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 are you paying attention to? What kind of books you're reading? Who is the number one thing? Who who do you who's in your circle? Who do you intentionally surround yourself with? You got to be very intentional about that. And then once you have those things in place, number one, obviously, you have to be really like if you hang out with nine losers, you're going to become number 10. Les Brown says that. I think that's his quote. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. But um have your circle in place the right people that are going to, you know, encourage you and not always just tell you yes, but like will give you criticism, constructive criticism. They'll, they'll tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. 
And um, that's my, the number one tip, but also asking yourself those questions constantly. Like what, what I'll do, like if I, if I'm in a confrontation, like uh, let's say that me and my, me and my wife got into an argument. We didn't, we disagreed on uh, a certain way that we were raising our kids. Like I'm more of a disciplinarian and she's more of the loving and caring type. And we just had a disagreement about, you know, uh, how I discipline or something instead of, instead of, you know, cause we see, things from our view and from the, our perspective and sometimes we don't put ourselves in other people's shoes and see how they see things asking yourself those tough questions like well what what if i'm actually wrong here or you know what if they're right you know a lot of us a lot of times we don't ask those questions and by asking those questions you could kind of get an objective view on things and it's really really empowering that's fantastic. I love that. And early in life, you mentioned earlier in the show that you were running around with the wrong crowd, and that can have a significant impact uh, as to what happens in your life as well. You have to be around the right people. How do you find a good crowd to run around with? I get around people that are hungry for growth and that are not – they're in a, po- a positive mindset. Like they, when they see other people succeeding – that make that genuinely makes them happy instead of you know versus other people when they see other people succeeding they're like in a scarcity mindset and they feel like if other people are having success that they can't have it themselves like I don't want to be around those people because those people have limiting beliefs and and that's gonna rub off on you I want to be around people that are hungry for growth and contributions that have good values and morals in place yeah where do you find those people live events for example yeah, so live events is a great, great place. Um, and if you, you know, starting from scratch, you can go and get in groups on Facebook with like-minded people. If you're an entrepreneur or if you're, you know, a, a really into health, you could find online friends that way. You can get around uh, networking events, smaller ones inside of your area. You know, t- if you like speaking, you can go to Toastmasters. You know, there's so many different options out there. Absolutely. We talked about bad habits, or you talked about some bad habits that you had when you were younger. And it takes a lot of strength to change a bad habit. How hard is that? Yeah, so it, it it's it's not hard. And to it, what's what's hard is making that decision to change yes. the habit. That's that's where it is. You know, it, it you can change anything. You know, when I, I totally disagree with you know you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Now, if someone becomes so like if and here's a good book reference, uh, Napoleon Hill's Outwitting the Devil. He really hits home on this. It's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a point where you get stuck in such a thing for so 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 long, like it, it's like almost impossible to get out of. But it really comes down to the moment of decision and 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 making that decision in a great way. That uh, to you know take action on, on these decisions is to make it too painful not to do it or too pleasurable to 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 do it and and you could do it by asking yourself pain, uh, pain and pleasure inducing questions and yeah. w- what I mean by that like if if you're trying to take action on something and you're stuck in a habit like ask yourself like how am I going to feel if I don't take action on this how is my life going to be affected five days from now five weeks from now a year from now, five years from now, then then ask yourself, how's my family going to be affected by it? How's my family going to perceive me? How are my loved ones going to perceive me if I don't do this? How will they perceive me if I do do this? Things of that yeah. nature. Absolutely. And I know that one of your favorite books is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Oh, yeah, man. I love that book. Tell, tell us how you have been impacted by that book. So – it taught me the beginning part. It showed me like the things that I did because at the by the time I read that book, I had um, completely drastically overhauled my life. And it showed me like the first part of that book is about being proactive, you know, mastering self. 
And I was like, wow, you know, he he, he references to Viktor Frankl, who had a way more horrible uh, prison experience than I did. He was in the Nazi death camps. And he was right. talking about the one thing, you know, that man can be stripped of all of his freedoms, everything except for you can't take away the freedom to choose, you know, your your response to a, to a stimulus. Like things can happen to you that you can't control. You know, like the, a tornado could come hit and wreck your entire house. You can't control that. But you can choose how you respond to that situation. You can respond in a negative way that's going to disempower you or you can choose to, you know, respond in a way that's going to actually empower you for growth for uh, and to bounce back. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what else is tough for a lot of people being willing to be uncomfortable because as humans, we feel comfortable and we want to stay there. We don't want to go out on that limb because we're just afraid of what might happen. But truly successful people are willing to be uncomfortable, right? Yeah, 100%. Tell us about that. Yeah, man. So I, I like my, my mantra is to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And, and, and the whole thing is, is like, I know that if I'm always comfortable in my little bubble and, and, and happy and I don't feel that stress or tension, like the good stress and tension, then I know that I'm not growing. There's no growth that happens with, you know, I can sit here and read a hundred books all day and that's comfortable. It's easy to do. Mm-hmm. But the imp- the implementation of what I'm learning inside of these books, that's getting uncomfortable and that's stepping outside the comfort zone. And when, when, when you do that, that's when the true growth happens is by actually doing, getting outside of that com- comfort zone. And, and when you look back at it, 99% of the time, you know, the thing that you were afraid of doing, that you were uncomfortable doing, when you look back, you're like, wow, this this wasn't even frightening at all. It was just all in my mind. It was all made up. Yeah. What is the most uncomfortable thing you've ever done? Uh, that's a great question, Brian. <laughs> There's a uh, most uncomfortable thing that I've ever done. I guess, um, you know, when I first got into to sales, uh, when way back when I was knocking door to door, I was really uncomfortable to, you know, ask for a sale for my product and service um, because it was just it, it was awkward. You know, a lot of people are afraid of of selling and they, they have this negative connotation on it. Um, but if you truly have a product that can improve the quality of life of another person, another human being and, and really, really improve them, then it's your moral respons- responsibility, duty and obligation to serve them, which would be to sell them on your product if it does, if it's a great fit. Absolutely. Less than two minutes to the break. Why do you think people make so many excuses for their situations? Because it's the easy way out and it's uh, it's the comfort comforting way out and they don't have to step out of their comfort zone and do the things that are hard to actually make the situation better. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the kinds of excuses that people make are I don't have time or I have to ask someone else or I have to ask my reference group. But seriously, I mean, and here's how I see it. If you are doing what everyone else is doing, you're going to get the results that everyone else is getting. If you want to be truly successful, you have to be willing to do bizarre and unreasonable things. And I've talked about this on the show previously. You have to be willing to execute uh, in terms of your goals, your strategies, and the sacrifices that you're willing to make, right? Yeah, 100%, man. Absolutely. We are coming up against our next break. My very special guest this week is Zachary Babcock. He is the author of the book Prison to Promised Land. He also has a coaching program called the Underdog Empowerment Movement, and he also has a podcast of the same name. We will discuss those things and so much more after we come back from our break. Please stay with us. Don't go away. Such a great conversation. I'm really honored and thrilled to have my friend Zachary Babcock on the show today. We will come right back. Don't go away. This is Success Profiles Radio.
mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And once again, we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you have not gotten my book, which is called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, you can find it on Amazon. You can also find it in Barnes & Noble stores, Books a Million, and anywhere books are sold. And if you go into your favorite bookseller and they do not have it, have them order it for you, please. That would be fantastic. And I'll be doing a couple book signings here in the Phoenix area in early September, and I'm lining up more all the time. So come see me if you're in the local area or come see me when I'm out and about. So, Zach, let's talk about the importance of gratitude because that's really where it all begins, isn't it? Yeah, man, 100%, dude. And uh, I, I kick off every day like this, every single day. As soon as I wake up, before I do anything, before my feet even hit the floor while I'm lying in bed, I immediately start thinking about what I can be grateful for in that that moment right there. And a lot of times it's it's different things, but most of the time – uh, you know, obviously my family, being able to breathe, being alive is number one Then my family, the, the house that I'm living in, um, just the, the, the chance that the knowing that I still have a chance to create something special and create a legacy for myself. And I run through all this and that really sets the tone for the day. It puts the, it puts things into perspective for me. And I notice the more that I focus on the things that I'm grateful for, the more I attract of those types of things in my life. And also, it's impossible to feel gratitude and fear at the same time. So the more I can get myself into a gratitude state, uh, the, the, the better off I am. It's, it's everything. Oh, absolutely. I remember asking Jack Canfield on my show one time, why does the law of attraction not seem to work for some people? And that's one of the things that he mentioned was you have to be operating from a place of love, joy, and gratitude because you have to operate in the same frequency as this thing that you are asking for. If you are asking from a place of depression and sadness, you're not going to attract wonderful things because you're not operating on that level of frequency. So you have to start with gratitude. I appreciate that you shared that. Let's also talk a little bit about taking ownership and responsibility for our actions. A lot of people love to blame other people for why things went wrong, but that's a loser's mentality. Yeah, you said it perfectly. It's a total loser's mentality. And I could speak because I used to be a total loser myself. Um, when I was blaming 
it, when before I turned my life around, I would anytime anything went wrong in my life, I blamed anyone and anything besides myself for the reason why it was wrong. And because of that, I I I I, I could when I started, I could never take ownership for anything that went right in my life because I was always blaming for for everything that went wrong. And the moment that I was able to take ownership for everything wrong in my life, I was also able to take ownership for everything right. So extreme ownership is is absolutely everything. Absolutely. Let's talk about coaching because I know you have a coaching program, but a lot of great coaches also have been coached. In fact, I would argue that you it would be impossible for you to be a good coach unless you are also coachable. So we talk about this a lot on the show. How has having a coach changed your life? And when did you decide that it was a good time for you to hire somebody? Yeah, man. Coaching really speeds up everything. It gets you to where you want to go a lot faster and helps you avoid a lot of the mistakes that you would make by yourself. Uh, Quick funny story. I was at the uh, Unleash the Power Within event at Tony Robbins in Chicago. Mm. And um, I was on day four. It was the last day. I've been jumping around, screaming at the top of my lungs the whole time and, you know, getting in that 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 peak state that Tony uh, teaches which is incredible, by the way. And I'm I'm at the this uh uh the results coaching program, and they had they were getting ready to have some guy come on stage, and I knew he was getting ready to sell Tony's one on one coaching. You know, I already knew how it went. Um, but I'm sitting there, and I, and I was thinking to myself, man, I'm I'm really grateful, you know, to be here right now, and and that I I came a long way since my days sitting in that prison cell, and I was you know felt really happy. But then I started asking myself, but am I really where I want to be at in life? And I'm like, oh no, I still got some ways to go, and uh. I was sitting there and I looked at my phone and my phone has all these visual representations of all the things I went in my life. It's my vision board. I got all everything for like my family, you know, my business and, uh, you know, the things that I want to achieve in life, all that, the places I want to visit. It's got some some of the top things that I want in my life. And I started looking at, at that. And before he could even get on stage and start selling, I stood up. I don't know, just like this bolt of lightning came through me, and I just jumped up and marched right back to the back tables where they were signing people up for one-on-one coaching. And uh, I came. So before he even gets on stage and starts selling stuff, you know, I, let's just get this over with. She was like, "What do you want? Results coaching? Do you want this coaching or whatever?" And I said, "Hey, look at this phone. These are the results I'm after." And she said, "You're a perfect fit for our elite coaching program." I said, well, "Let's do it." She said, "It's a ten thousand uh, dollar program." I said, "Hey, look, I, I've been out of prison for three and a half years. I got my own business. I got four thousand dollars in my account right account right now, which is supposed to pay for my income tax from or my federal tax from last year." Um, but you know, the heck with it. Let's just do this. I'm ready. Do you have a program for for four thousand? She said we got one for three point five k. I said let's go. And uh, man, I felt like a champion afterwards. And what I've received from that was every bit worth it and more yeah. times ten. Uh, you know, I, having that coach, that mentor, really. You know, you can't see if you're sitting in a, in a bottle. You can't read the label on the outside of it if you're inside of the bottle. And that's what a good yeah. coach can do. It can mirror mirror for you they could see things from an objective view that you just can't see in your business or in your health or whatever kind of coaching you get they could see the things that you can't see and they can help uh help you avoid the same mistakes that they made along the way and you're going to get results 10 times faster absolutely and i love that you shared a tony robbins story because his book unleash the giant within contains a chapter uh, at the beginning of the book called Make a Decision Today or something about making a decision right now. I joined a gym for the first time because of that chapter in that book. And that's exactly what you did. You made a decision immediately and you took action. And the energy that gets released when you make a decision is just absolutely astounding and indescribable, isn't it? Yeah, man. Like I said, I felt on top of the world, like so fired up. It was crazy. 
It's a whole lot different than the energy of procrastinating and waiting until you think the time is right. Well, here's a clue. There is never going to be a right time. <laughs> there is never going to be a right time because you will always invent another reason or an excuse to not do it. Well, I'm waiting for my taxes. Oh, I'm waiting until after the holidays. Get out of here with that. It's now because you're whether you do anything or not, time is marching to the finish line. There's an urgency, and this is the thing that has, has really grabbed my attention, Zach, recently is just the urgency of the moment because now is the time. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time to plant a tree is today, now. Yeah, 100%, dude. You couldn't be more right about that. Absolutely. So how is it that you decided to become a coach, and what was it like for you to start your coaching business? Yeah, so when I got to the end of uh, my career in network marketing, like I, like I mentioned, I lost my passion for it. It began to feel like a job more than like my life's work, and that's when I knew it was time to move on. And I was attracted to the co- to the whole to the whole idea of coaching. I was like, I know I have value to give people. You know, I've overcame certain things in my life. You know, that are, you know, it, it, pretty treacherous. And um, you know, being 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 able to go through that experience, I have value that I can give to people on a, on another level. And I'm not like like being boastful or, or anything like that in any way, shape or form. Cause I'm very humble and very thankful for where I'm at right now and, mm-hmm. and everything. But I knew that there was something, a gift that I had to give. And I, the only thing that was holding me back is I didn't know how to do it, but I didn't know how to do network marketing either. I was making that excuse like, well, I don't know how to get into coaching. And finally it just became too painful to stay in network marketing more. And I said, I know this is what I got to do. And I made that jump. And, uh, since then, you know, the first year of it was, was, uh, was not a fairy tale at all. It was a bunch of wanting to bang my head off a brick wall, trying to figure it out. Um, just because I wasn't clear on it, my audience that my, the ideal person that I can serve and how I can actually help them. I was all over the place. I was like, I'm doing personal development for entrepreneurs. I'm gonna do goal setting for entrepreneurs. And, um, it wasn't until I honed in on, you know, well, who was I? I? I was an underdog entrepreneur. I'm a, I am an underdog entrepreneur. And that's who I can help. I can help the underdog entrepreneur that's looking to, you know, rev up their business to six and seven figures. It wasn't until I got crystal clear on who it was that I served and the problem and the, uh, the, the problem that I saw for them and the outcomes I helped them get. Clarity is everything, isn't it? Yeah, man. It made a, made a world of difference when you finally, when you finally get to that point. Do you find that a lot of the people that you work with are lacking some clarity and this is one of the skill sets that you have? Oh yeah, absolutely. The 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 number one any small business under a million dollars is uh it's they haven't done their their marketing homework is what I like to call. They 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 haven't became clear on their ideal clients so they don't know how to attract their their ideal high paying customers because they, they don't, they don't know how to craft compelling offers that their ideal clients want to buy because they don't understand them. Yeah, absolutely. So other than having clarity, what do you think are some of the best habits of successful people? Because clarity certainly is near the top of the list. Yeah. So, you know, you want to, you want to set up, you know, habits are everything. Everybody thinks like success is like all this one, one action that I take is going to put me over the top. And no, it's a bunch of small small minute daily actions that you do day in and day out and uh f- i think that one of the some of the strongest strongest habits to develop you know you got to look at the different areas of your life you know you got to take care of your health first and foremost because if you're not in the best health you're not going to be uh, you know in the peak state or the peak vibrations however you want to put that you're not going to be able to serve people at the best of your ability if you're not taking care of yourself first and foremost then you got to fill up your cup before you can fill up other people's cups so you got to fill up your cup from the right mentors from the right books from the right podcasts to to listen to from the right radio shows like all that matters that go 
goes into there. So you want to you want to constantly invest in yourself and 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 surround yourself with the right people and and always you know always be striving for growth because you know when, when you when you accomplish a goal you know a lot of times when I accomplish a goal I'm like for 20 seconds I'm on top of the world and then I'm like was that it you know mm-hmm. um, and then I'm on to the next but the real fulfillment comes from the process of getting to that goal everything that you got to go through in the process and who you become during that during that process that's where i get the real fulfillment from so breaking down those habits you know to daily like taking care of your health filling up your cup first and growing is is uh, definitely some of the most successful habits i see awesome we've got a couple minutes to our final break so tell us about underdog empowerment this is your coaching program yeah, definitely. So, I, dude, this is something I'm I'm stoked about. I, I created the podcast to reach that audience to serve them at the at my utmost ability, and I I understand the underdog entrepreneur because that's who I am, who I was, and I know that the main thing is is trying to get your business, you know, to grow from that five figure range, you know, because we get so stuck. And one of the main things is, is that we're stuck in our business operating it versus being the business owner. We're sitting there trying to put out fires all day just to keep the business going where it's at. And if you're constantly sitting th- in a stage of thinking reactively, you know, like, oh, I got to I got to hurry up and do this to keep this this uh, podcast going. I got to do this to keep my content strategy going. Or I got to do this to follow up my emails. You, you never have time to think proactively on how to grow your business. So you, it, it's a lot of business operation systems and, and understanding your ideal audience. That's a key to get to the next level to the six and seven figure range. Absolutely. How do you find what you're passionate about? Man, I like to meet my passion and purpose. So I have a purpose, things that I feel that I'm called on to do. And then I just have things, you know, whenever you lose track of time, if you if there's an activity that you find yourself easily losing track of time, or if you have more energy after doing that activity versus that you had before you started, those are some clear indicators that you're that's a, a, something you're really passionate about. Absolutely. I love that. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly time is going. We are talking with Zachary Babcock. He is the author of his book, Prison to Promised Land. And where can we find that? People can reach out to you directly for that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I got some really cool things in the works. Recently pulled it off the market. It's still on Amazon, but you can't purchase it there. But I do have 27, 26 or 27 copies left. So, yeah, if you want to reach out to me at contact at ZacharyBabcock.com, that's my email. You can reach out to me if you want to get a copy. Awesome. We are coming right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. 
the TogiNet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. It's words you never heard. Oh, Nairo critics, or the people who study dreams, tell us that the kind of television you watched as a child can affect your dreams today. For instance, if you had a black and white TV, you might be prone to colorless dreams. I'm pretty sure I dream in color, but my friends say it's a pigment of my imagination. It has been suggested the type of cheese you eat can also impact your dreams. This might be a bit hard to digest, but a study conducted by the British Cheese Board discovered that people who ate cheddar cheese dreamt more about celebrities, while folks who ate blue cheese experienced more bizarre dreams. A bad dream could give you matutulapia, or the bad mood you experience when you get up on the wrong side of the bed. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special this week, guest this week is Zachary Babcock, author of the book Prison to Promised Land. And not only do you have an underdog empowerment coaching program, but you have a podcast called, interestingly enough, Underdog Empowerment. Tell us about that. How long have you been doing it? Yeah, man. Uh, that's something that I'm so freaking excited about. Um, it, it's really unique and, and, and cool, man, I, when I got into the podcasting space. But I've only been doing it since April. And what was crazy about it was uh, a week into it, uh, became a top 200 rated podcast on iTunes, and I started taking screenshots of it, you know, like next to like people like Brendan Burchard, like I'm beating Brendan Burchard on the rankings or whatever, and posted it on Facebook, and everybody's like, wow, that's crazy, and everybody's like, dude, you're an overnight success. I'm like, no, dude, I've been, no. <laughs> this has been three and a half years of in the making of, of banging my head against the wall, trying to figure out how to reach my ideal audience and, and all of that. But I think it, I finally hit struck gold with the underdog, with the whole underdog entrepreneur thing. Cause that's who I understand the most. And it was, it really resonated with that audience. That's fantastic because a lot of people struggle to figure out who their audience is. And so I'm glad that you were able to hone in on that and it has worked out very well for you. So that's great. When can we listen to your show? Right on. It's uh, every single Monday and Friday morning a new episode comes out. And it's on uh, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Underdog Empowerment. Yes, sir. That's the name of it. Okay, great. So let's talk about your speaking career because you've done some speaking too. How did you get started doing that for anyone who would love to speak but have not done so yet? Yeah, so I think the one of the main reasons why people don't speak is because they're scared to get on stage, and I went through that myself too. It's it's not a it's not uncommon. Um, and the the thing is, I, I started getting into it. I was in network marketing, and I would speak at these little events, and I noticed that it was it was something that I was really passionate about and that I loved doing and so I started getting more involved to it but I but to be honest with you I sucked at it you know and you're you if you've never done it before you're more likely you're going to suck when you first start out you know you pretty much are going to suck at anything when you first start doing it until you start mm-hmm. doing it over time and what helped me out the most was going to Toastmasters. I, I started going to Toastmasters uh, every single week, and it was just a place where I, it was like hands-on training. Each week you could sign up to speak, and, and they also do impromptu sessions. And 
that really developed the skills more than anything. Just through repetition, um, it, it became you know like a, a, a passion and, like, and started getting really good at it. And yeah. and I still get those butterflies and a little nervousness before I go on stage anytime I speak. I think yeah. that's always going to be there, but I know that I could do it now. You know what I'm saying? So you just yeah. gotta you just gotta do it, man. If it's something that's you're drawn to. Yeah, and what helped me is I was in speech club in high school and in college, and so I went to tournaments all through school, and you get to speak a lot, not only in practice, which you should practice, but also in contest situations. It's really fun. I enjoyed it a lot, and I think it has helped my career. So yes, find a place where you can practice and learn with other people who are in the same boat, and I'm sure there are meetup groups in your local area where if you want to hone your skills as a speaker, you can certainly do that. And Toastmasters is certainly one of those organizations if that is something you desire to do. Now, Zach, you've gone through your fair share of adversity. What keeps you going when things get really hard? Um, knowing that, you know, as long as there's still a pulse, as long as I could put my hand over the left side of my chest and feel a pulse and feel a beat, then I know it's not over and that there's something that I can do to make this situation better. Yeah, absolutely. I get that. So how do you develop an abundance mindset? Because that's something that I'm sure comes up in your coaching too. Yeah. So I, you know, I, it's really unique. I, I, I did a lot of affirmations, but then I, I interviewed a guy named Noah St. John recently on my podcast. He's great. He, yeah, man. You, so you know who I'm talking about then, uh, yeah. the whole, the whole affirmations that he, uh, talks about yep. and it, it's so, so awesome. Like instead of just saying, um, uh, I, 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 I am the the best. Uh, I'm the best speaker in the world. You could say, "Why am I the best speaker in the world?" And once again, those questions direct your focus. And when you start thinking about it, it's it, it's insane. And, and and doing these F formations really helps. You know, put me into that abundance mindset. And uh, you know, I like to have a dream board. Like in my office, I have a dream board on my wall, and it's directly placed on the wall behind my computer. So if I just lift my eyes off the screen. I can see it right there. So I'm seeing it thousands of times a day and also on my phone. So uh, those, those really help me uh, put, in, put things into perspective and, and gain that abundance mentality. Absolutely. He has been on my show before. He also was the June cover of Success Profiles magazine. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, and he was very excited about it. So, And I, I love it when people faithfully post uh, when something like that happens. In fact, when I have people on my show, when I put them in my magazine, I appreciate when they post and share things out because I do that for other people. And here's the thing. If you're going to be on somebody's show or if you're going to be in somebody's magazine or somebody interviewed you, why wouldn't you share that out? It just baffles me that people <laughs> that people will not share the great, wonderful thing that you just got to do. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100%, man. There are a lot of people that don't do that. And you're like scratching your head like, really? <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. So let me ask you this. If you could talk to the 18-year-old version of yourself, what would you tell him? I would definitely say don't compare your chapter one to someone's chapter 26 or 28. And what I mean by that is I when I first got into to, to the coaching, into my coaching career, I was so absorbed with Gary Vaynerchuk's content, which is amazing, by the way. Mm -hmm. But but I would compare myself to to Gary Vaynerchuk, someone that's been doing this a lot longer and has earned every right and every single thing that he has coming. And I would compare myself to him, and be like, man, I'm, I don't, I don't, I can't post these vlogs every day like he's doing. I'm not, I can't, you know, live this lifestyle he's living. And it started to feel inadequate and inferior in a sense. 
because I'm comparing myself to someone other other some to myself someone other than myself. Mm-hmm. And anytime you compare yourself to someone other than yourself than who you were yesterday, you are gonna find a way to feel inadequate because you are just not that person. We're all created differently, uniquely different. So I, I, I stopped doing that and I started just comparing myself to who I was yesterday, and that's made the world of a difference. So that would be my advice. Don't compare your chapter one to someone's tra- chapter 26. Absolutely. If you want to do anything worthwhile, you have to be willing to be terrible at it the first time around. I think what stops a lot of people is if I can't be really good at this, I'm just not even going to try at all. That's not necessarily a good thing. In fact, I would also say that the thing that you are meant to do in life might be something you've not tried before. Yeah. 100 percent and when you do that and then you start you're like oh wow this is you could discover your passion or your true purpose in life just by stepping out of your comfort zone and trying some new things absolutely so zach what is your superpower what do you do better than anyone else connecting with people on a on a real human level i'm really good at reading people right out the gate and just under it being really attentive to other people's needs wants and desires and problems and not absolutely. being and looking at it not looking at it from a selfish standpoint Absolutely. And without naming names, what would you consider to be one of your most successful coaching client stories? Yeah, so I, I had that's that's a really good question because there's there's quite a quite a few different ones. But I, I'm going to go away from the business side of it for, for, what, for what I do coaching now to the beginning part when I had somebody that just got out of prison recently and and they reached out to me because they you know obviously were attracted to the content that I think he found me on a YouTube video exactly. And uh, he wasn't a paid coaching client. He wasn't paying or anything. He's just somebody that reached out to me. And, uh, you know, he, he was talking about, you know, his struggles, how you couldn't find a job, you know, a lot of the same things that I went through, you know, and, and, and everybody thinking that it was just a matter of time before he went back to prison. And I started asking him questions because a lot of people think about coaching is about telling people what to do. But really coaching is about helping that person find the answer within themselves that's already inside of every single one of us you just hold up a mirror and let them see their own reflection and pull their potential to the surface and i started asking them a, a, a number of different questions but it kept on digging deep with things like you know well, what's the next best thing that you could do and they would give me something that wasn't really broken down and i'd, and I'd help them realize it and i was like well what do you think would be the best thing for you to do what would you know do you think you know trying to go this route back to your old life so really and i kept asking these questions and finally he came up with the answer and he's like he completely became on fire he didn't go go into like an entrepreneurial field but he started getting into he started his uh uh, construction work and got into that and uh he he was able to provide for his family you know he wasn't like a, a rich you know millionaire nothing like that but you know just being able to help him in a sense find his own potential within himself and being able to provide for his family and be happy and not go back to prison that was probably my biggest win to date that is fantastic. I know we talked earlier about how much you like the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. What other influential books or mentors have impacted your life the most? Yeah, so you named one of them, "Awaken the Giant Within" by Tony Robbins. Like that yep. one is like, oh man, it's it's like probably number one up there. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one, a business book, is "Expert Secrets" by Russell Brunson. Like that gave me like the blueprint strategy on how to go about my coaching business. Um, and then also, I like uh, "Psycho Psycho Cybernetics" by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. That's that's a, a gem right there as well. Yeah, fantastic. What is the scariest thing you've ever done? <laughs> Ah oh, man, uh, the scariest thing I've ever done was proposing to my wife on stage at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas in front of five thousand plus people. 
okay, you, you have to. You have to tell us. <laughs> We've got less than three minutes to the end, by the way. All right. Yes. So I was in network marketing. I was. It was like when I first got in, first came home from prison. Uh, it was exactly eight months after I got out of prison. I was blowing it up in my business because I was hungry and determined. I was still passionate about the business at the time. And uh, and, and I asked uh, asked the owner, the founder. Uh, I said, Hey, you know, I'd like to. You know, this is a big convention that you guys put on. Uh, I'd like to propose to my wife at it. And they gave me the green light and let me do it and bring her up on stage. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, man, what if she says no in front of five thousand plus people? How am I going to mm. react to that? Um, but I did it, man, and it, it was a it was a success. Obviously, we're we're happily married and got a a baby daughter on the way in October. That's fantastic. So as we begin to wrap up, Zach, who inspires and motivates you? That's the question I ask everyone toward the end. Tony Robbins and Russell Brunson are like my two go-tos. Those two guys are incredible. Okay. Because? Tony Robbins is this who I want to be like on like almost every aspect and every level of his life. He like has has the things that I that he already has the things that I want in life. And Russell Brunson's knowledge of marketing is just incredible. So those are the two reasons why. Fantastic. So how can we tribe with you and vibe with you as we wrap up? It definitely um, go to underdogempowerment.com. I got all the social medias linked up there and you can check me out on YouTube, podcasts, all that, whichever one you want. And if you go to Facebook, I have a Facebook group called Underdog Empowerment Movement. Those are the best places. Zach, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, man. It's been a blast, Brian. All right. Thank you so much. And thank all of you in the audience for listening today. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where I interview another world-class achiever and learn what they did to succeed, what they overcame along the way, very much like we did today, and the lessons that we can extract from those journeys so that we hopefully don't make some of the same mistakes ourselves. Thank you for joining us. See you next week. Have a great week, everyone. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Come back next week. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. part of success profiles radio with your host brian k wright each week we'll explore different aspects of success and how to